Greetings and welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a sometimes funny trying to be smart podcast covering all things new and classic Trek. Moopsie, I'm your captain, Mariah Gossett. And with me on the view screen, we have... Papa! (laughs) It actually makes more sense. Like when we were before... Written. written, That's right. Like when we were thinking of like, you know, our our intro, it's like the discussion was like, what happens with what's your two Vix, Paul? And I go, Mm -hmm. well, if... If I was like two vixed with me and me, it would be Papa. Papa. So, so, that's so clever, right, everyone? Thank you. Thank you for coming. Try the view. <laughs> um, Clyde will be joining us in just a little bit. He's running just a little behind uh, with a mission uh, off the command center, off of the main deck of things. What's the, the bridge? The bridge. That's the term I'm looking for. Oh, this is going to be an episode. This is going to be an episode. <laughs> It's gonna be a great episode, Paul. I don't know. I guess what I'm saying. It's gonna be an episode. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be. It's gonna be an episode. Um, Tonight we are reviewing and talking about all of season four of Star Trek: Lower Decks, giving you our thoughts, opinions, diving into what we thought of the entire season, some character arcs, all of the things. Um, A couple of uh, news points is that we found out Star Trek: Prodigy will be hitting Netflix on Christmas on December 25th. So. Merry Christmas to Trekkies <laughs> so, everywhere. So we won't go as long without Star Trek as we thought we were. Because well, right. it's just the first season is dropping on Netflix, not the second season. Then it's going to be as long as we thought it was going to be. Yes. <laughs> so, so so we're going to need some ideas for episodes, everyone. So please feel free to write. and Yes, and, let uh, us know. Yeah. Um, I, I think it would be fun to do a full rewatch of Discovery and prep for the last season it's my thought but that, yeah that, that is yeah that, that that's uh that, that's 30 episodes yeah yeah the 30 no a little about around there anyway a little bit yeah. more because yeah some, little, some seasons had a little bit more than 10 but yeah okay 40 40 ish yeah we'll we'll figure it out we might double up on some but yes uh just a few reminders tonight if you are joining us live or if you're just listening you can listen subscribe and share this podcast most importantly that share function on apple spotify youtube you can visit startrekpod.co and just send that to a friend as well if you prefer and then they can find us on their preferred listening device um and if you enjoy seeing us live um and want to hang out with us some more or just hang out with us anytime you can join us at the patreon at patreon.com slash star trek pod and paul how can people uh, interact with us live tonight in the chat oh this is this is rough because clyde you don't really do this but uh <laughs> uh i'm supposed to remind the listeners that if you're watching us tonight on youtube please participate in the live chat and if you want to make a comment or a question uh for us to address during the pod just type P-O-D in all caps before your comment and we'll see it. And something about hot frakes, HF, but like it's not written here. So like I'm 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 drowning. This you like got said, it, Paul. You, you made it. You made it the I whole way okay. through. I did it. I'm a, I'm a big boy now. Yes, you can do it off script. I believe in you. Um Kuhn told us it's 51 discovery episodes. Okay. So yeah. we might need to double up if we're gonna make it uh to cover all of them in time like i still want clyde to go through uh uh enterprise so like i think actually we've been corrected again 55 episodes okay well you know uh so be it let make it so (laughs) make it so um 
But Paul, you were not here for the finale. So I thought I would just ask you um, if you had any, uh, uh, ooh, hang on. I know what we'll do. We have a special solo edition of what was your hot oh. break of the finale? Uh, the finale was good enough. It was. I, I thought. I thought it was. You know, we'll, we'll talk more about it as the seasonal whole. Like you know, I think an episode as itself, I thought it was was fine. I, I I felt like there was such a build up for what it was going to be. I don't know if it paid off. Hmm. Uh, I also want to apologize to all the Patreon watchers who decide to <laughs> to watch me watch the, you know my, my live stream, <laughs> my reaction of the video. Like you know, I did not know that Mariah was going to do that. <laughs> what did you think I was going to do? I thought you would you're going to cut something like oh here's Paul's reaction. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't think you're going to you know like have people pay for it. I apologize. <laughs> Well, uh, to my defense, you never like at the end went, here's like my thoughts and opinions of this. You gave me like two sentences at the end of the watch. So I said, let's just watch along with Paul. <laughs> I mean, like, I think I picked a fairly unflattering uh, camera <laughs> angle. And I know that there are many to choose from, but I, I felt like I, I, I've, ch- I've picked top 5% you know so it's a premium bad camera angle of me just watching like huh ooh <laughs> for a half hour like that that's yeah anyway i apologize my apologies everyone it was the extended un- unedited cut <laughs> um oh, uh, like like a complete pivot like you know just a just a a shameless cheap plug like you know uh you know that We've mentioned before that I'm a, a movie person and I, I produce the film. It's all it's on uh, VOD now. So if you want to oh, check yeah. it out, it's it's American-ish. Like, you know, if Clyde were here, he saw it in the theater and he said it was adequate. <laughs> I think he <laughs> no, said he, he liked it. <laughs> he really liked it. Yeah, he really liked it. So like, yeah, American-ish. It's on like Apple, Google, uh, Amazon, you know, Voodoo. I guess people watch Voodoo, whoever uses Voodoo. Yeah. All, all around the world, too. So like, you know, if you're in Singapore... Or like Bangladesh, I guess you could watch that as well. So that's kind of neat. Great. Yeah. Everybody buy or rent it so Paul can get like his uh, 0.25 portion of a penny per rental. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. So, so 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 tomorrow I can buy my insulin. <laughs> oh. No, I, I I'm not diabetic, but that's my that's always been my my joke. But anyway, <laughs> yay. Yay, so you can survive. (laughs) Um, Yay, survival and capitalism. We're making it through. We do not yet live in a a uh, post-capitalist society. But yes, Paul, what were you going to say? So there are people who actually watched along with me. Yeah, there's comments (laughs) on the Patreon of people who watched along. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, everyone had a great time with it, Paul. Um, Okay, let's jump in and start talking about this season as a whole. And we're going to go ahead and start with some messages from the Menagerie. Menagerie. I'm going to make a video here. Yeah, a graphic or something. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm going to make something. Now that we have a little bit of downtime, I can can potentially make something. But um, let's see. Carmen says, season four of Lower Decks is a pleasure to watch. It may be the best season so far. It's a love letter to Trek fans, and it is always funny and fast-paced. The character development this season was great. I'm looking forward to season five and learning more about Tendi and leaving the self-sabotaging version of Mariner behind. Paul, you want to take the next one? 
Yeah, Karen Chu. Season four seems to be kind of maturing, uh, kind of the maturing of Lower Decks. Uh, there are a lot of other seasons with episodes I find more clever, but not one was disappointing. And the uh, two-part finale was everything I could ask for. Satisfying, sweet, funny, revealing, and affirming. The season as a whole was probably the best by far. And then Keen says, season four was great. It showed you can promote the gang and still maintain the spirit of the show. Also, I would have never in a million years thought the villain of the season would be Nick Locarno. I'm happy we'll get something on Evil Boimler in season five, or I'm hoping we get something on Evil Boimler season five. Like, I, I have a little, you know, like Evil Boimler sounds like, you know, really judgmental. Because uh, I, I, I want to see Alt, Alt Boimler. That, that's how, I, you know, Evil seems like he's, he's section 31. So he's for the greater good, right? I, I I mean, what if so? Uh, what if they bring back Jack Quay to play Evil Boimler in the Section Thirty One mo- movie with Michelle Yeoh? Oh, that would be hot. It would That'd be great, be hot. right? Yeah, be but, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but yeah, like you know, uh, I mean, the last time we saw Thomas Boimler, whatever his name, whatever mm-hmm. you know, like he did have that maniacal laugh. So, like, like I guess, is Section Thirty One evil? What do you think? Yay or? I mean, they feel like a version of our CIA or FBI. So I want to say yes. <laughs> so there we go. There we go. That's Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> but TBD. I don't know. I've seen them do uh, things that really ride the line. I'll say that. Well, I mean, they definitely ride the line, but that's what you know. That's what they're for, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Mean, so yeah, so like, yeah, anyway, uh, one last person, Home Cheeky. Uh, I love the season more than any previous. The crossover with uh, uh, Strange New Worlds lead up uh, to the season was amazing as well. LDS is maturing in a way that I didn't expect from us, from from a this style of show. Bravo. Heart. Bravo. Live long and prosper. Huzzah. I need, Sparkles. Huzzah. Sparkles. Okay, I think it's now time for you and I to give our seasonal. Seasonal hot breaks. I feel like uh, for me, this uh, each season, I feel like things get stronger. I feel like the jokes get stronger. I feel like the characterizations get stronger. And then, yeah. I don't want to jump in. Just, just one, another aside. Okay, yeah. Clyde will be joining us. If Clyde everyone can just, just put peanut. When the moment Clyde goes on it, everyone just fill it with peanut hamper, peanut hamper, peanut hamper. What about peanut hamper? Like Clyde, what about peanut? If you could just fill the chat with that, I would really appreciate it. Thank okay. you. No. All right, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I um. Yeah, I feel like this season there are, I, I feel like I probably most relate to um, to Karen in that, like, are there other episodes that I've, like, enjoyed more from other seasons? But I feel like this season to me was very strong. I like seeing character growth. Um, I feel like we're moving in a really interesting direction. I'm really excited for next season. I feel like a lot of the lore, internal lore of the show has paid off in some really fun ways with things like Badgie and Peanut Hamper this season while also still paying homage to some original Trek. Um, and I'm really excited by the addition of Talyn. Uh, I, I really enjoy Gabrielle Ruiz, so I'm glad she's in our cast. And um, 
yeah, some, I, I rewatched a couple of episodes today and they all still made me laugh. Um, so I rewatched two Vix. I rewatched the, um, Orion episode, um, with twin twains, which still, you are, you are a something, 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 something. You are just a crumb in my whisker biscuit. (laughs) No, uh, yeah, Um, I like, I don't know, like, we're, Mariah and I were talking earlier about this, and like season three and season four did something uh, different than season one two, which is they they implanted the the long arc type thing, you know, mm-hmm. with the with the Texas class in season three, and in this case, uh, Lacarno in season four, and in season three, I thought it paid off really well to paralleling what everyone's going through, and. For me, you know, like I think episode per episode, I think the quality was very, very high. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know if the big arc paid off in the same way that I would have liked, because Mm -hmm. Lacarno's problem is not necessarily everyone else's problem. It's very thinly connected to Mariner, but it very thinly to me. So, so that was my only gripe. I mean, like, it's like, it's like going to a really high end buffet where everything is good but like you, you when you construct your meal like you know the meal's progression isn't great because all the, the pieces are so good figure it out yeah yeah but that's just my that's my hot freak like, i'm a i'm a jerk everyone hates me <laughs> I'll, I'll go now click um no i think i think I, I i can see where you're going with that in that but i also can see from their perspective of like i think if they had decided to make peanut hamper or badgie or someone from the internal lore the big mm-hmm. ended up being the big bad of the season it would have felt too obvious right because from sure, the beginning sure. we were making all those assumptions and i yeah, do yeah. think the twist was a twist i never would have expected so the yeah, surprise no. the surprise and delight were very high for me this season definitely definitely like like i would never guess lacarno and yeah. i i think that that was uh that was beautiful i wish that it reflected something in one of probably Mariner's, but someone's arc. Like Mariner was was listless, right? Because she she had to grow up. And mm-hmm. Lacarno isn't like he was stuck not growing up. Uh, you know, he was he was he just pissed because he he, he was robbed for all a lack of purposes. Anyway, that's just my um, you know. Yeah, no, valid. I um I thought we would go through our uh, what was our core four, but now we're core five um, of our yeah. lower deckers and kind of talk about their seasonal arcs, and then we can dig into some of the upper deckers, and then we'll kind upper of deckers. jump into what we think or we would like to see in season five. Um, so I figured we'd start with our newest one, which is Talin. Um, I rewatched uh, the um Empilot and. Empathological fallacies episode, which is the mm-hmm. one where her emotions is causing everyone to go crazy um, when they thought it was Zendi fever. Um, it's still that one still makes me laugh a lot. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's great. It's, it's a great. great episode, and I really enjoyed Talin's arc this season a lot. From the first episode to the last mm-hmm. episode, I think she has a very satisfying arc. Yeah, no, I think like it reminds me of Parks and Rec where like they they brought in like uh adam scott and mm-hmm. rob Lowe, Lowe. Mm-hmm. and they they rebalanced it so that like uh like like season two they were they were floundering 
uh, and then they go, oh, you know what we need? We need a straight man. Mm-hmm. And, then, and the straight man became Adam Scott. And I feel like they added Lynn as the straight man. And it, it's, it's really rounding it out in a way that I think is really good. Yeah, I agree. And um, I think it's been fun to see because we were introduced to her in season two, at the end of season two um, mm-hmm. during the Packleds fight. And I think it's been really nice to see them bring back a character that I think a lot of people enjoyed and, and brought her back in a very smart way. Um, and seeing her as kind of this interesting I mean, I know we always compare all of our Vulcans to Spock, but I do find the humor to be very similar to the humorous relationship between Spock and Kirk from the original series, in my mind, the way that Talyn interacts with the rest of our kind of core cast. Word. Live long and prosper. Um, yeah, so Talyn's great. And then moving to, I feel like Rutherford probably had the least character development this season, but we did get quite a lot from him last season um, with the mm-hmm. development of um, of Badgie <laughs> and his sure, yeah. fatherhood um, to Badgie. And then also we had the um, storyline of his implant um, in past seasons. So I feel like he's gotten a fair amount of character development in seasons past, but I don't know if we saw as much from him this season. Yeah. I think, I think he, like you only have so much space, right? Yeah. Like I think, I think Boimler didn't get a lot of space this, this season mm-hmm. either. Uh, but you know, but I think that's fine because like, like sometimes, you know, like you watch friends, if you, you know, if you're old enough to watch friends uh, and, and sometimes, you know, it, like sometimes it was very Ross and Rachel focused and then it mm-hmm. became Monica and Chandler focused. And yeah. it, you know, it, it's, it's just the way the the universe moves. Yeah. The, the, se- yeah. the seasonal ebb and flows. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's been nice to see, I mean, this season really was like kind of Talyn, Mariner and Tendi, um, mm, which was a, a nice combo. And I really enjoyed the, the Orion episode. I think one of the most, I just think like, beat for beat has some really solid jokes and also because we've never seen an Orion planet in that way, it was also very satisfying as a Trek fan. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I think every time we see Tendi like show more than just the, the, hi, I'm happy. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Oh my God. You know, like Mm -hmm. when you see more of that, of that layering, you go like, Oh, she's really one of my favorite characters. Yeah. And like her, her ability to think like a few steps ahead of everything I thought was really interesting in that particular episode. Like she already knew to come with like the antidote to the pheromones and like Mm -hmm. she came ready for all of the bar fights and like, uh, you know, seeing how she was trying to both like protect her family and her culture, but also in, in turn protect herself and the reputation that she's built. And I thought it was a really sweet moment when we get like Mariner being like, no, we, we know who you are and like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to hide your past for us to not, you know, like we're going to believe you for who you are. Um, It was really nice. You know, and and Tendi for all of it is probably the most capable captain, you know, I, I, Hmm. in that way where like, you know, She's level-headed, like like as far as like just a Starfleet style non-rogue captain. Like you know, she's mm-hmm. level-headed. She's a quick thinker, and you know, and she can she can karate karate, 
and you know and and she's smart in all the ways that like you know everyone needs to be like uh i, I remember like in the penultimate episode when the klingons were about to blow up the shuttle she's the one who beamed them off to the planet yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah it, it, it was like okay we gotta do this we gotta do this Teddy goes, Boop. Like, we're out yeah. <laughs> so i mean like she, she does that a lot like you know so she's quickly becoming she's i would say she's probably my the character she might not be my favorite character but she's the character i'm most interested in right now yeah and i think it's probably because at this point up until this season she was the one we really got the least amount of backstory on mm-hmm. sure. um and and i think because she is an orion and they have such a like huge place in like the lore of of trek that it sure, sure becomes a, fa- a point of fascination especially mm-hmm. because there is like you know it's like uh, up until this season anytime we've kind of had interactions with the orions it's filled with like all of the tropes of the orions and tendy's having to push back on that and so we finally got i think a much more multifaceted look at her and orion culture which i really enjoyed sure sure no love it love it um, okay, before we move on to Boimler and Mariner, kind of our core two, I wanted to go back and just mention that I've, I've seen like on Twitter, like, uh, folks talking about how like Tawny Newsom is setting up to be our new, like, um, breaks <laughs> in some ways, because now she's writing on Academy. She's been mm-hmm. on Strange New World. She's the lead uh, is on, on. Is she writing on Academy? She is writing on Academy. Oh, awesome. Um, Good for her which I'm, I'm really excited about. And um, I think, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, this is like our generation's freak. And I was like, I'm really excited about that <laughs> um, as Tony Newsom as a, as a whole person. And um, well, I hope we well, get do you, them inserted seen, into everything. <laughs> the, do, you, do you know, does Tony, can she grow a beard? I mean, I feel like she would rock a beard Okay. If you gave her one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if she. I don't. I don't know if she can grow one, but I think if you put a false a false beard on her, she would. She would. If someone, I'm not very good with the photoshops, but if someone had the photoshop skill, I knew that. Can Riker Riker Mariner? That's right. And then we 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 will change our hot breaks to hot hot Newsom. Hot Newsom. Um. But yeah, I'm really excited, and and I. And I would love to see more, yeah, like all of our lower deck crew in more franchises in whatever they want them to do. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so Boimler, like you were saying, Paul, has not had, I don't think, I mean, we got to see him sit in the captain's chair and I think probably see, there's an episode where he's like learning that he has to delegate, which I mm-hmm. I sure. fully um, identified with. Sure, sure. No, no. I, I've seen you not delegate you're yeah. good it, it works good. you're very good you're very good <laughs> um but yeah what did you I, think of boimler's arc this season like we had a little hint in the beginning right where where basically uh he's dealing with like oh i'm a i'm lieutenant junior grade now mm-hmm. so like it, it, you know so you could see him deal with that one thing but after that He's just he's just being Boimler, yeah. you know. Like I, I don't think I don't think he grew anything. I don't think he progressed emotionally or career wise, or and that's not that's not even a bad thing. Like you know, 
I, I think the best part was when he was in the captain's chair in the finale and he didn't mess up. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't mess up any, any, he, and he sounded good for the five seconds that he was in the chair. So good for him. Yeah. I mean, he did have a bit of like, if you go back to the Tuvix episode, you know, I feel like the Tuvix episode kind of mirrors his journey for the whole season. Like they really just mm-hmm. set it up in that one episode where he goes from learning, he's going to get a promotion to putting a lot of doubt on himself because he's like, you know, uh, Ransom is like, well, you'll get this as long as you don't mess up. And so then that just rang in his head for the entirety of the episode that they're running around on Voyager. Um, sure. Which, again, such a, 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 a... Star Trek of your heart. Star Trek of my heart. And also just like the weirdest references they could have pulled from yeah. Voyager. No, let, let, um, let's pick the, the, the deepest cuts we can. Yes. Um, so it was nice to see them kind of set it up there and then like we get him eventually in the in the captain's chair. So it it wasn't like a complicated story arc for him this season, sure. but it, it definitely had a few peaks and valleys. Sure, sure. Um and okay. last but not least. Last but not least, we have our mariner who definitely had the most peaks and valleys this season i think quite a few valleys i think much to some people's dismay i know that was kind of a sticking point throughout the season mm-hmm. that we've heard from some listeners is that they they thought mariner backslid quite a bit this season what did you think about that like so uh like my away mission you know uh last week was at a 12 day 10 day uh silent retreat and uh and so this is in real life and I have to say, like, uh, being not talky and, like, in the middle of nowhere for 10 days, you can get unregulated. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that's how Mariner was this season. Mm -hmm. She was unregulated. And she kept on, like, swinging, like, really, I'm responsible. Like, I'm going to be irresponsible. No, I'm not really irresponsible. I'm going to, ah, now I'm going to be whatever, whatever, whatever. And I think pre my my what you call it my my exile i <laughs> i i would have gone like oh this is hard for me to watch because it doesn't feel i, I can't grasp this but post exile go like oh i guess i can see how when you're confronted with a certain reality about yourself how you can become unregulated in that way mm. You know, mm-hmm. like, like it, it's not always that like you have insight in yourself like oh i'm gonna grow up now i'm like it's like I imagine there are times when people are, and I'm not a parent, but like, you go like, oh, I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to be a dad. And they start freaking out. It isn't like they focus immediately. It's like, oh, crap. What do I do? I better go, like, you know, go drink now and, like, you know, and, and get all of it, get, like, just just lose their marbles in that way. And I feel like Mar- uh, Mariner was in that mode. And without the, you know, without it, it, it was hard for me to watch in that way because it mm-hmm. felt like black backsliding. But, but I think that is actually what people do, right? When when they level up, sometimes, especially before they're ready, they mm-hmm. they kind of freak out. Well, yeah, it's also like I'm sure she's known she is capable of all of these things, but it's like that internal conflict. I think for her was was messy, and I I think it's relatable. Like to your point. Um, 
you know, I was recently talking to a friend who said like when she's kind of at her lowest, she kind of shoots for the stars, but in very like dramatic and weird ways. So like she was like, oh yeah, when I'm like feeling uh, a mess about my career, I just apply to a bunch of reality TV shows as a contestant. <laughs> and so you're there just you like, oh yeah, this is how this works. It's like... I don't know what's going on in my life. What could could provide weird structure and stress, but in a way that is validating. Let's go for yeah. this. You know, <laughs> no, no. It, it, it's tough. It's tough. Like you know, I, you know, I guess like you know, being so just like so Vulcan ish that I am. Like I, I, I didn't have that unregulated. Like you know, because I just, I just keep leveling up and going higher and higher and better and better in a straight line. Mm-hmm. No, no, that that that's not me. <laughs> I was like, I'm more uh-huh, of a sure. Uh, I, I, I'm more, I'm more of a moopsie path. Like you know, I just eat and get bigger and bigger. And bigger. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like that was the other character I should have written on this list. Was um, they maybe given us one of the best things that I immediately need in every form of of merchandise this season, which is moopsie. Um, yeah, I, I feel like Lower Decks is really great at finding strange ways to give us anthropomorphized creatures. It, um, it, it's strange. It's strange new merch. It's strange new merch. Oh, but don't. Sh- I need like a, a drum <laughs> sound effect there. Um, but yeah, between like Peanut Hamper and Badgie and Moopsie, I... I mean, I know it's controversial, like the episode last season where it's peanut hamper on that planet with like the owl people. Mm-hmm. But I love when Lower Decks swings for the strangest offenses. And to me, that was moopsie this season. And I feel like they really hit it out of the park. There you go. Like, uh, Mariah Bait. Yeah, totally Mariah Bait. Um, if you had to pick um an episode from this season as your fave which one orion like 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 attendee yeah. goes to or like but, but it, it's not even close it's 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 just so something borrowed uh, something green yeah yeah it's it's just so good it's so good the um for, for me two vix two vix is the closest after yeah. after that yeah two vix is pretty great something borrowed something green is great i i feel like empath and empathological fallacies is also up there for me um as far as like star trek episodes though the best one i think is caves <laughs> yeah oh yeah like... <laughs> <laughs> because, because like you know it's one of those things that like this is this is a uh a love letter to the fans yeah like you know it's gonna work if you just walk in and you're gonna go oh, okay that's the thing but if you're a fan and you spent like x number of decades watching star trek it's going to pay off in a way that you go like, oh, I am seen, mm-hmm. you know, I, like I'm seen and you have, you know, like we, there's a group of people out there who, who will go like, oh, this is, this is just so gut wrenching on the floor, phaser set to kill funny for things that aren't really funny. Like, oh, let's take an episode. It takes place in a cave. Isn't that funny? N- not for the reasons you think. Not for the reasons you think. Um, but when you do it over and over and over again, um, it was, yeah, it was so great. And like the Rutherford becoming a weird father 
with Dr. Tahana was very weird and strange and funny. Um, and we got to see, you know, Boimler kind of come into, you know, his abilities in that one, right? Like that mm-hmm. was kind of our peek into him getting past his inabilities to, um, to delegate. And then I thought it was one of my favorite Mariner moments as well, where we kind of got to see her shine. And so I think it was like, I do wonder if caves for them was a bit of a floating episode and they kind of mm-hmm. knew they could put it where they needed it sure, in, sure. Yep, in yep. the season, because it did feel like I will say a little bit of a whiplash to see Mariner kind of really confident in herself and then immediately go back to, to unregulated. unregulated. Yeah. Versus like, I feel like if I had seen it, maybe, before the Ferengi episode, but it was like a very nice feel good. So I I, I got it. Cause like the Ferengi episodes where we really see her spiraling kind of hit Mm -hmm. the hardest um, this season. Uh, And then we had some really great moments with our upper deckers this season as well. I thought Captain Freeman has a really lovely arc this season where we really see how capable she is and, um, and how, uniquely qualified she is and how she's also always thinking a few steps ahead in the same way that I think you, you know, we can see in Tendi. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed her. The, the computer, um, meltdown episode was very funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I liked her on the Star Trek world on like, you know, mm-hmm. like I think where she was like, Oh yeah, they're never going to give us the info. So oh, the bounty hunter world. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, so like that, I I don't think I see Friedman like you know slick like that very often. Like you see mm-hmm. her, you see her. It's like Malcolm in the Middle, where the grownups are are the doofuses, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, well, I was gonna say in her negotiations with Rom, we also saw her really be uh exactly. yeah 100 100 yes right like you know like just capable in a way we go oh that's why she's captain as yeah. opposed to like like you know I, I, like all the admirals kind of suck they're, yeah. I, they're, <laughs> for whatever reason once you get promoted to admiral, a lot of failed up into admiral that, that's <laughs> right that, that's right you know uh but okay whatever not everything is utopia <laughs> um yeah, and then we got like a couple of really funny moments, I think, from Tahana, Dr. Tahana this this season, um, from uh, you know, our therapist, uh, the mm-hmm. flippity flappity fisticuffs, um, mm-hmm. voiced by Paul of Tompkins was just chef's kiss. Um, really enjoyed that. And then um I'm trying to ransom, I think was also very surprising this season. I thought it was like a a nice growth of that character for us to really see him as I think a very capable number one. I I think a lot of people have mentioned this, like people are maturing in the, uh, -hmm. the the characters are maturing. Like we're talking about cartoons and like, Oh, the people are, but you know, the characters are really, uh, I don't think they need to be leaning in as you know as as the characters as tropes as much as now they are real fully like i won't say fully realized characters but like they're rounded out you know exactly in that in that aspect where most most tv shows if they get to season three is when they hit their stride i feel like we're at three and three was very a good season Mm -hmm. before you know i feel like it's hitting its stride as far as like the writers know who these characters are and they're writing in terms that 
not only have them be who they are consistently, but like who they would evolve to become. Yeah. Like you can very clearly see their, their trajectories in some ways. Um, and I, I really enjoyed uh, Shaxx in the episode um, with, uh, I think, oh, I guess, is it something barred? No. Um, it's in Anthropological Fallacies when uh, Boimler is kind of really stressing out and goes in for his land poetry puzzles mm-hmm. and tarot card with Shaxx. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was nice to see a security officer who so often is portrayed in Trek as like this very stoic and like, you know, serious character to have these stoic kind might of not, stoic might not be the right word. I don't think not for shacks. Yeah. <laughs> but other, other security. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, but, but but we, serious, yeah. Yeah. We got to see some, some, uh, I like, there's like the line of like, what is security without mental health? And I thought it was like a very profound, like line. Sure. I was like, sure, sure. okay, comedy show. I see what you're doing. You yeah. know? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I, I have to, I have to like rewind, like my favorite moment, moment of, uh, of the season was Boimler and, uh, Boimler going to his room. And it's all red light. Oh, God. <laughs> the Boimler uh, Goldilocks room. That, that 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 I lost my mind, and I still think about that, and I can't stop internally laughing. You know, and it, then he just like, comes in and beeps that little like shield on the window. <laughs> yeah, it, it it it's just it's just so like just like classic comedy. In it's a very sitcom trope, but it was like fun to see, you know? Yeah. And, and it w- was really funny was that it is so basic, but like it was so in Star Trek. Yeah. It, w- it was like classic and in and in our world as well. So anyway, anyway, blah, blah, blah. You know, good, That's good what, season. We're, like, we're on a podcast, Paul. You're supposed to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, you know, blah, 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 indeed. Miggly mo, miggly mo, miggly mo. Miggly mo, Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll get Clyde to maybe write up something y'all. He apologizes for not making it in, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get him in here some other time. Family things happen, but what do you want to see in season five? Like I want to see a worthwhile growth of Mariner because I don't know where she goes to next. I I like mm-hmm. you know like I, I think of where I can see where everyone else can go to like Rutherford will probably come to realize that he is in love with Tendi you know like mm-hmm. uh uh and so that that that's that's fine you know like you know like uh and Tendi is going to find herself more self possessed you know not, not only I can be you know mistress of the winter con- constellation and chief science mm-hmm. officer slash captain blah 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 you know like that's that's going to be simple boimler will become more confident and then he'll probably have a something that will shatter his confidence and then he'll have to reconfidence again but mariner i have no idea where they'll go mm-hmm. with her like I, I i like you you've you've already gone through the rebel phase mm-hmm. only because she has to be consistent right you have to you still she has to still play mariner Mm-hmm. like where where does that go now where you're like okay you're the you're the you're the good rebel now so now you're kirk 
Right. Well, well, well now you're stuck, right? Like you, you, you don't grow anymore, but everyone else is growing around you. That mm-hmm. might be, that might be fine too, though. Like, because like in like, you know, like I think Jane Wade, maybe she, is there a captain that grows? Like, you know, Kirk doesn't really grow. Picard right. doesn't really grow. And, well, I think there's like growth in their professional lives and then there's growth yeah. in their personal lives. Right. Like, yeah. and I think Picard and Janeway to me have the most like personal growth stories that are kind yeah. of revolved around their interpersonal connections. Sure. Okay. I, I, sure. I, I get that. Like in, in some ways, like, you know, I'm worried that Mariner is fully baked. So, mm-hmm. or like as baked it. So that, so that's what I want to see. I, I want to see what they come up with mm-hmm. uh, before, because like, you know, for all of it, had she played her cards differently, she would be an upper decker. Now she would, she would actually right. be ransom if not captain. So, you know, because like in Star Trek and Starfleet, like they'll give the ship to anyone who is talented, you know, don't worry about the time. Like, you know, the, you know, yeah. So you know, like it's like uh, when uh, Chris Pine Pike gets, uh, I'm, I'm gonna get you know. Oh, you just yeah. graduated Starfleet. Here's the ship. Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry about your that. Picard's son. Come on on the ship. <laughs> talk, talk about nepotism. O M G. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, Paul. I hadn't really thought about like where is Mariner going because I think I'm just excited about like the tendy possibilities next mm-hmm. season, sure. seeing more from Talyn. And so I think it is smart that they are like trying to round out the stories of the other folks. But yeah, like is is Mariner going to become more of a supportive like character, which I doubt. Um, so it is like, what do they want to see her growth in? And I, and I kind of think back to the flashback episode of when they had her at the Academy as like a young cadet and you saw how kind of young and overly eager she was. And like, is there a way for that Mariner to come out more in this more experienced rebellious Mariner? Maybe, but I, but I think they have the same problem in strange new world with Pike. Like, you know, Pike is like kind of fully baked. Not like both literally, and like in the future physically <laughs> um you know he lives a life that that works for him um yeah. but i i do wonder you know we had like a love line uh love storyline with mariner a bit with um uh the andorian the andorian um jennifer uh-huh. yeah the way jennifer um and so i wonder if there's a way to kind of like pick that back up of like what is her interpersonal growth going to look like sure. maybe that maybe it's made that stable like yeah no i i got to i, I see that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what, what about you Mariah? What, what are you looking forward to uh yeah all the tendy storyline very much looking mm-hmm. forward to that i'm also excited about to and where she's kind of heading i'm interested in the will they won't they between rutherford and tendy and seeing where they decide to take that um and i'm excited to see if they kind of uh i don't know if you did you ever watch gray's anatomy were you a gray's anatomy person at all i was not um, is that a show about like anatomy it's a show about doctors uh, okay. famously <laughs> like, is it black um, and white or is it just gray 
it's just gray. Um, but there's the season. So, you know, like the show, that show starts out with everyone. You're following the interns as they work their way up. Right. And so then eventually you get to the The residents, right? The residents, right. Where they are then having to deal with the interns. And so I'm wondering if we get the introduction of a new set of lower deckers that are kind of, I mean, uh, that would be really slick if they could accomplish that. I think. Yeah. I, I, I really like, you know, like, so it becomes like lower deck actually becomes a soap opera. Yeah. You like know, the, you I, just I, like bring in the new, the new yeah, cast. Yeah. I, I, it would be but really, could be, like it is. and, and if I were them, what would be funny is if it's all voiced by the same people. <laughs> and they all sound the same. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like no. But then you like sw- swap it around. So like the mariner of the group is the uh, is like an Andorian, and like you know you, yeah. you figure that uh-huh. out. Well, I don't we'll, know. we'll probably fun. see something like that in the in in Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I'm, I'm really hoping that it's. Uh, I hope it's good. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a little I, teen soapy, which I'm not mad at because uh, it's from the same. It's from a lot of the same folks who did a lot of the CW kind of. Um, sure. They did like Nancy Drew and um, those shows. So. Okay. Okay. Cool. It'll be interesting, but alas, we don't have timelines on a lot of our new Trek besides when Prodigy season one is hitting Netflix, and then um, you know everything else is just set for early 2024 for the second season of Prodigy, which I'm looking forward to. Um, anything else, Paul? Uh, you know, like you know, I, I think in the end, uh, like. I think I think Lower Decks is probably the most consistent Trek, new Trek that yeah. there is. Like where 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 I go, like every episode, I know I'm going to be happy. You know, like like I, I you walk out where you go like, oh, I don't I can't even think of an episode where I go like they messed up. I can't think of one. Yeah, you know, like I know some people would argue the Peanut Hamper Owl episode. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I, I think it, it might be because it, it doesn't require because it's a comedy. It doesn't require that much. Like you, you get more latitude. But like for whatever yeah. reason, you know, I like I, I, I just think of the finale of third season where, like, you know, like you're one ship. You can't, you can't stop. You know, the the, the Texas class, and then mm-hmm. I know that's why I call it California class, and all. <laughs> And here comes the here comes the San Clemente or the blah 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 yeah. and blah 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 and I, I I literally you know as much as my uh positronic brain would allow you know I almost teared just just here just it's just it was so touching and ridiculous yeah you know it's it so touchingly ridiculous I feel like touchingly ridiculous is like probably the best description of lower decks yeah um. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Okay, y'all, we know it's late. Um, we appreciate the live viewers. And if you're listening, we appreciate you as well. Thank you so much for subscribing. Don't forget to share the show. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. We appreciate those. It helps other people find the show. Visit StarTrekPod.co uh, for links to everywhere you can find the show, share the show, and to our Patreon. You can also, uh, if you are... Uh, listening to us or watching down below there's a link to our merch do you want a sweet sweet hot freaks merch or some sweet mathematically perfect peanut hamper merch you can check that out too um you can follow oh, us it's daylight savings that's why everyone's tired yeah daylight savings. It's, it's been dark for so long yeah, um yeah. it's too long i hate how early it gets yeah, yeah, <laughs> how dark it gets so early 
But you can follow us on X for the moment at Star Trek Pod. We will see you all soon. We'll keep you updated on the social meds of when we'll be back. But it'll probably be in the next two weeks. But um, after the fall, November holidays. So live long and prosper, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.